0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Peter, for example. Is your is your book for sale? Yes. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. But have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have I just go and try and do a better job from there I don't think so this coming. is my vibe what up? I got something to say what's going on everybody welcome back to let me tell you episode 71 I'm your host the evangelical norm so we're gonna jump right in today uh, it almost feels redundant to say that the news cycle has been crazy because week after week after week, it just get, it. I mean, there's the crazy things that happen, the insane things that are said, the news that comes out. It just, it's a consistently, I, I can't say exponentially because that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's just consistently getting weirder and weirder and weirder and yeah i mean today talking to people at church it was just like to every person i talked to it was like we're just so tired of the things that are happening we want we want life back to normal which you know everybody keeps talking about the new normal and um, that we're never going to get back to to normal i mean well how can you get back to normal after the ridiculous things that have happened with lockdowns and and riots and you name it the things that have happened and the things that have gone on i mean there's there there is no returning to where we were in january it there really isn't it's it boggles the mind to even think about the difference between january and now i mean i think Uh, You know, going to a Utah jazz game and, you know, hanging out and and, and stuff like that. And now watching basketball being played on a court with no fans, you know, just the the difference. I can't it, it really it's hard to watch. I mean, granted, these have only been scrimmages and maybe the intensity isn't there that it used to be. But how are you going to get the intensity that you once had with no crowd? Because you know that crowd in, that, in those stadiums is pumping those guys up. And to sit and to watch and to hear the squeak of the shoes on the floor and so on, you don't hear that in a regular game with the things that are going on. Or, you know, They may hear it a little bit on the floor. But when you're in the stands or you're watching from home, you don't hear that stuff, and it's a it's a completely different thing. And hearing you know trying to watch baseball with them piping in through the the loudspeakers, the crowd noise is just ridiculous. So again, to say the news cycle is crazy is is a redundancy anymore. I mean, it's it's a given that every week it's going to be somehow crazier than the week before, and the hopes of getting back to, to some semblance of, of normalcy is, seem to get further and further away. But so, given all of that being said, let's talk about the things that happened this week. And let's just hear different noises uh, popping up in, uh, in here. And I should kind of mute my uh, messengers and stuff like that. But oh well, it's, it is it is live live recorded podcast and I don't edit and do all that stuff. So uh, I always like to mention when uh, great actors or celebrities uh, pass away this week, we, we lost uh, Regis Philbin, um, you know, of Regis and Kathy Lee. I mean, what didn't Regis do? Right. I mean, he, I think for a time he hosted dancing with the stars. He uh, something and you know, who wants to be a millionaire, of course, and, and so on. I always w- hope to get the opportunity to sit across from him in that millionaire chair. Obviously, that didn't happen. But uh, so Regis passed away. I believe he was 83 or something like that. Maybe 93. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Regis died. And John Saxon, uh, another actor, uh, a really, actually, I mean, although he was in a lot of not really well-known um, movies. He The movies that he was in, He, I, it's hard to say he was one of my favorite actors because, I mean, I didn't really ever think about him until I saw the movies that he was in. No, he was in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course. Um, I want to say he was in something a little more recent, but now I, the, it, it escapes me. But So, John Saxon passed away uh, as well this weekend, so I don't know where... These guys stood with the Lord. I don't know what their faith was or anything like that. I hope they were saved. I hope that I get to see them in heaven. Um, but we don't know. We won't know until we get there. Um, you know, I, I obviously over the next few days you're gonna get. I mean, especially with with Regis, I'm I'm sure you're gonna see. The comic books or comics coming out, political comics in the newspapers of somehow it's going to have something to do with Regis Philbin at the at the Pearly Gates. And there's going to be some kind of caption of having to do with is that your final answer kind of thing. We can't, we cannot, as Christians, we have to understand that most of our celebrity um, loves. Uh, it's a hard thing. Our favorite celebrities, when they pass, uh, aren't going to go to heaven. The majority of them. Um, wide is the path that leads to destruction, and many are there that find it. But narrow is the gate that leads to life. Few are there that find it. I mean, as we look at, I mean, it's 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 easy to see in the uh, in the world of celebrity today just how many people are are idolaters. That, that create their own gods um, fashion them out for themselves I mean we see that not only in 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 Hollywood but we see that in 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 portions of what people call Christianity I mean I, I interact with people on a multiple uh, levels of of Twitter and so on that are, are idolaters that follow after false gods. People who talk about my Jesus and my God would never do this. My Je- well, it's because your Jesus and your God don't exist. You've created them to, to appease your own feelings, and in that you have made yourself your God. I don't know if either one of these guys was that. I'm, I, again, I, I don't speak ill of the dead. I'm not going to stand here like the westboro baptist church and say regis philbin is in hell and john saxon is in hell but i hope that they were saved i hope they heard the gospel Um, but in a realistic level i have to say it's likely that they're not but we pray and we hope um, and this is why i talk about sharing the gospel at all times Because of this, we need to, I mean, this is celebrity, but we have friends and loved ones that are also in the same situation where they're fashioning their own God uh, to to suit their own needs and feelings and wants. And we need to be preaching the gospel to them because death is going to find us all, right? Every single one of us, 100% of the people, 10 out of 10 people are going to die. And at, at that moment of death we're going to have to face a a reality of where we stood whether or not we were saved or not it's one of two things it's heaven or hell you know uh we're gonna as we get into the the, the main topic of what we're going to talk about today I, I again i think back to, to mark cahill and and the the impactful opening to that he did every time he he talked and I don't know if he's still doing public speaking I'm sure he is um, and he, he shares his message the one thing you can't do in heaven and he starts it out with with his snapping his fingers and every second two people die you know every second heaven or hell two people two more people 150,000 people are gonna die before you lay your head down on your pillow tonight And you have to ask yourself a question. Do you care? You have to ask yourself another question. Do you care enough to do something about it? Because if you can't say you care enough to do something about it, then you don't really care. Right? Every second, two people die. Sooner or later, that's going to be someone we know and we have to ask ourselves did we try to share the gospel with them did we try to preach the gospel to them it's a hard question it is a hard question and uh something we have to think about so a couple of of, of uh, brilliant men uh talented men uh passed on in uh one or two directions either heaven or hell and in, in our society today, in what we're dealing with today, I, I mean, with COVID and everything else, and I'm, I'm going to get into some COVID statistics, and then I'm going to get into what I want to talk about the most. So um, let's take a look at uh, the most recent st- statistics. I hate that word. So this is, uh, as of July 26, 58,000 additional cases on that day. So this is a this is a, a graph of of new cases. So obviously you can see we you know we had the thing and uh, and now you know they keep talking about the new spike and so on. But you what has to be understood about this as we're looking at this this growth and so on is the reason we are seeing more po- positive tests is that they are testing more and more people. You know up in, until mid May. You know there had only been uh you know they were only testing those people who came in that were showing symptoms and and so on and so uh you know the the numbers were low and of course there were high numbers because they were people were showing symptoms so the the percentage of, of tests to positive cases were much higher whereas now we're seeing a a, a, a greater disparity of tests per day and positives per day if you look at the numbers and you look at the tests, we're seeing far more testing, and yeah, we're seeing higher numbers. But the percentage of positives to total tests are are far less. the 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 percentages are less. So back in in May, where you may have had, you know, in a day in the United States of America, you may have had, uh, you know, forty thousand people tested and. 25,000 people positive, and then, uh, so you're, you're hitting at about 50%, whereas today, you may have 200,000 people tested, and 50,000 people coming up positive, and so where even though you're seeing a higher number of positive tests, the, it's only 25% of the people who are being tested. Does that make sense? So this is why, and this is why, you know, that all the people were coming at Trump when he was saying, "Well, if there were less tests, there'd be less positives." What he was saying is, we would know less positives if there were less tests being happening. And so, you know, again, um, we have had uh, tested in the United States. Uh, At up to this point, through all of it, and this is from John Hopkins website. I've I've got it pulled up over here. I can look. Um, Total tests uh, results in the U.S. Total tests are fifty-one million tests, uh, around that fifty-one thousand, fifty-one million four hundred. So we have literally tested about one sixth of the population of the United States and we have had four hundred or four million positive uh, tests in the US. Four million people have tested positive. That's little less than ten percent of the population of the United States or the population of those tested have come out positive. And that's actually that's about uh I want to say it's about 0.3% of the entire population that has tested positive. So those numbers are not so scary when you look at them in that sense. Um, Of those 4 million tests, we've had 146,000 deaths in the U.S. And that seems like a huge number, but then when we we take into account, uh, you know, how many of that is, it's less than, it's less than 1% of those people who have tested positive. It's less than 1% of those who have tested, it's actually 0.03% of those who have tested positive. So it's about, I mean, again, the deaths are about, you know, the, the percentages are very, very low. If you take those deaths and you put it in, in the sense of the entire population of the United States... 330 million that's 0. 0.004% of the population of the US has died from covid 0.03% of those who have tested positive have died the majority of those are people over the age of 70 you know, and and again so so here we're looking at new cases let me let me give you the the thing this is deaths since this began you know july 20 26 uh 552 deaths across the u.s this is the the entire united states now here where we see you know there there still is an increase in the the number of positive cases and again the reasoning is a lot of that is because we're testing more and more people and some of these numbers again steve dace's uh tagline for this year is assume you're being lied to and we really have to and i've I've posted a lot of stuff on facebook recently with with the caption you are being lied to we're seeing more positive tests because we're seeing more and more people tested 50 million people have been tested across the united states one sixth of the population most of those probably within the last month month and a half So as we see an increase in testing, we see an increase in positives, but we have to look at the fact that we are seeing a steady decrease in deaths. We're seeing a steady decrease in hospitalization. We're seeing a steady decrease in ICU usage. Because as we see the tests going up, more and more people, I mean, yeah, granted, a huge portion of population of elderly people in nursing homes and stuff like that died because of of the the poor regulation and and poor handling of places like new york you know they keep the the media keeps telling us how great a job new york did cuomo killed a lot of people by sending people back into the nursing homes by forcing nursing homes to take these patients back so As we we see that older generation, that that group of older people who have died because of this, now we're seeing more and more younger people who are are surviving it. And it has a a higher rate of survivability with those under the age of 70. You know, people my age have a 99.98% chance of surviving this disease. Unless you have... Uh, you know, pre-existing respiratory issues. Uh, they keep saying uh, like diabetes and stuff like that, you know, pre-existing conditions that, that make you susceptible to, to death unless you have those. I mean, I've had, I've had family members that have had it and, and every one of my family members who have had it have recovered one granted, you know, is still in the process of recovery and it, it was much harder on him and he's a younger uh cousin I, I never met him I just know who he is I've never really interacted with him but I want to say he was in his 30s 40s and ended up in the ICU on a ventilator in a coma uh medically induced coma and then as he came out he, he's had all kinds of issues and so on but my 58 I, I don't know how old Sheila is um, my sister who is in her, her advancing years, closing in on 60, um, had, had it and, and spent a night in the hospital and so on, but got through, fairly, fairly unscathed. Uh, my niece uh, had it, and her one of her boys had it. Uh, they, all, they came through with, you know, no worse for the wear. Right, so again, the younger you are, the higher the, the probability of survival. And as we look in at statistics, talking about opening schools again, we look at the statistics and it, it is 0. 0.000 something percentage of people under the age of 18 are dying from this disease and it doesn't look like they pass it on to older people very well they don't pass it on to each other very well for whatever reason and i have someone i heard some news story talking about ace 2 inhibitors and stuff like that and the reason they don't get it so much or don't spread it is because of a lower number of those ace inhibitors and and i don't know it got really technical i don't want to get too technical on you uh you know because i just don't want you to you know make build up my own ego. I don't know. Um, i leave all the explanation of that to my buddy Rich, Rich Scott, who is a genius. So, but still, we, higher cases, higher number of cases, positive cases on a day-to-day basis, far low, lower levels of death, which means we should really be willing to open things back up. But, of course, California Governor Gavin Newsom is like, you're just shutting everything down. And put out a, a mandate, not only that he was saying we need to shut down churches. He, he was insisting that churches shut down and not meet again. But he was even saying crap stuff like uh, in-home Bible studies could not gather. But yet nobody's shutting down the protests in the streets. Right? COVID apparently doesn't spread if you're out protesting and shouting. And I mean, there's a, a, a maybe it was in New York. I don't know if it was in, in California or New York, but a video that went viral recently of protesters dance, having a dance party. And so I'm sure that as they're singing and dancing and, and sweating and so on, that nobody is spreading COVID there, but you get together in your churches. And well, that's a different story. Oh, everybody's going to die. I mean, our church has been meeting since May. And, and yeah, we social distanced for a little while. And people, some people wore masks. Some people were still wearing masks. But we are back at full strength. Maybe a few people still staying home. But for the most part, we are, everybody's back. We are back to one service. We are pews full, balcony full, people coming together and sitting together. And as far as I know, there's been no uh, recorded cases of covid in our church because again it's not that prevalent of a disease it really isn't the virus we were made to think that you know 50% of the country was going to get it and 10% of the country was going to die remember assume you're being lied to they were talking about millions of people dying from this we've had 100 not even we haven't hit 150,000 deaths yet I mean that's a a huge number and that's tragic and and don't get me wrong don't don't think that I'm just like well you know who cares about those hundred and fifty thousand people who are dying that's not the 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 point the point is is we can get back to our normal lives and the ma- overwhelming majority of people and and we do like we do with the flu and other other issues and diseases we let those who are susceptible to the disease take care of themselves, wear masks, do whatever it is that they have to do, stay home, quarantine, and let everybody else get back to their normal lives. But Gavin Newsom said, no, we're not going to do that. So all eyes today, or yesterday, when this podcast is released, it'll have been yesterday, all eyes were on Grace Community Church in, uh, in California. John MacArthur's church because John MacArthur made a statement and said, We are going to defy this governor and this order and we are going to meet. And boy, it blew up on both sides of things. And 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 even within Christianity, within orthodox Christianity. I mean, I have brothers who, who are solid believers who were angry at John MacArthur because Romans thirteen says you gotta you gotta submit to the the authorities, and then you have the other guys talking about well, no, you got you got Peter and John in Acts saying we have to obey God's law and not man's. So now we're in this place where we're going. Well, which is it? And I, I gotta say, in in this situation, I've been saying it since the beginning. For the first time, they tried to shut churches down. I mean, our church did shut down for a little while, and I, I you know the wisdom of our church elders, I I you know, give that to them they had those discussions and I was no longer an elder in the church at that point in time so I did not have a voice or a vote in that um, had I been there my vote would have been to continue to meet and never have shut down that would have been my vote but our elders decided for a while for a couple of months we were videotaping sermons and meeting from home And then we started getting back together and gradually doing up to the point where we are back. Not even We're not even back to exactly the same way we were. They've changed the way we do communion and stuff like that. Um, That could just be for a a lower number of elders um, to make it easier uh, logistically, but who knows. But John MacArthur said we're not going to. And as you can see from the picture here, um, if you're watching, if you're listening, you, you can't see from the picture here, um, but they're pretty packed in. And so that was the, the, the next thing was people were like, well, great. John MacArthur, he they met and they were like, no, we're not going to let this governor exercise his tyranny over the church and say that we can't meet. But at least they could have social distanced and worn masks. Well, again, this is where we look at the the adult people Of our country of our congregations of our of of our states and so on and go they are responsible enough to make these decisions again i mean i work for a company that is mandating that we wear masks i personally i think that we should wear masks i mean if a customer says please wear a mask in my house i have no problem doing that you know for the customer if they ask But if they don't, I mean, why why should I be required to wear a mask? I'm a big boy. I can make my own decisions. And granted, again, you know, until this last week, July 20th, in fact, Walmart was not requiring masks. Where are all the dead Walmart workers? Where are all the dead Costco workers? You know, none of these places that were, uh, uh, the The virus doesn't spread the same there as it does in churches. Why are we requiring people to shut down their businesses, lose their livelihood, shut down their churches, violate First Amendment rights of freedom of religion and and separation of church and state? Congress can make no laws. Of course, Congress never made any laws. These are all executive orders coming from governors that do not have the right to do this. They're, they're issuing executive orders that violate the, the, the Constitution, that literally violate the separation of church and state. Right? So, MacArthur's church met, apparently had a great, great sermon. There was a threat, from apparently, from the city that they were going to shut the power off to the church. That's what tyranny looks like. That is what tyranny looks like when when you get a governor that orders you to shut down your church and you say, no, we're going to stand on our constitutional rights and also follow the laws of God and not man. And we are going to continue to do what God has mandated us to do and meet together. And then the state says, well, we'll just shut your power off. Obviously, they did not And it's probably because that was a tweet that went viral. And who knows what kind of mess they would have got into if they had tried to do something like that. But that's what tyranny looks like when you've got a government that is saying, we're ordering you to do this. And you say, I'm a free person. I can do this. And then they're going to go, well, we're just going to shut your power off. We're going to do this. They've done this over and over. You know, again, I, I hear people who are saying, well, I don't wear masks for religious reasons. And, you know, I've heard from the, the fact that some people think it violates the Sixth Commandment because it's a form of self-murder, because it's unhealthy. And, and I don't know that I can buy into that necessarily, but I'm not 100 percent opposed to the idea that this is uh, this is just a precursor to the Mark of the Beast. I don't believe masks are the mark. No one's asking you to wear it on your forehead or your right hand. But when they're saying you have to do this in order to buy or sell, you know, you have to do this in order to go into Costco and spend money. You have to do this in order to go into Walmart to to buy things. You have to do this. It It is setting the younger generation up for the time when someone says you have to take this mark. If you want to buy or sell. I don't know that I can argue. With that logic. That these things are dry runs. For when. Someone's going to come. That's going to be the antichrist. And going to require. That those who want to buy or sell. Or engage in. In in the economy and so on. In society. Wear a mark either on their hand or their head. And I don't believe it's microchips or anything else. I believe it will be a literal mark is what the Bible says. And this is the precursor to it. We are seeing the setup. And also what we're, we're seeing is we're seeing churches that are are going to rise and say, we are going to stand on God's word. And we're also seeing churches that are going to fall and say, we are going to submit to the fear of man. And we need to be paying attention. And we need to be praying for those churches that concede to to the orders of man and the laws of men when they should be obeying the laws of God. And I'm not saying we have to completely, you know, oppose every little thing. But there are are, are a lot of things that we should be. I don't think churches should be mandating masks. I don't think churches should be mandating Social distancing, unless you've got like, you know, a large group of older people in your church. And then I think you should be encouraging them, especially if they're, if they're sick or or so on or prone to it, you need to be encouraging them to stay home. Let them watch the online sermons and let the younger, healthier people come together and build up herd immunity. Which we need to have, because I guarantee you we're not going to see a vaccine for this. They've been trying to do vaccines for coronaviruses for 70 years, and never have we had a vaccine for a coronavirus. And especially, we're not going to get one for a novel coronavirus. So we need to be building up herd immunity, which means we need to be getting back to our regular lives. We need to be opening up businesses, letting people make money and feed their families. Get the 40 million people in the United States who are out of work back to work. And then those of us who would like to be able to change jobs can maybe find something. But that's another story for another day. So there you go, guys. Um, Rant over. I hope you found at least a portion of this helpful and as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary and until next week soli deo gloria